right, everybody, welcome to Wednesday night service. How are we doing tonight? All right, hey, we'll take that. <laughs> well, it is a wonderful night to be in the house of the Lord. We are wrapping up 2021. Uh, tonight's our final service of the year, and we can say with all certainty that this has been the best year we have ever had at High Desert Word Center. God has blessed us so far, so far. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's telling so far, but uh, praise God, it's been an awesome year, and uh, tonight my dad's going to be uh, showing us how to close out the old year and open up the new year on the right track, and so it's going to be powerful. We're taking communion at the end of the service together, so be ready for that, amen? If you're watching online, you can have the elements uh, together at your house there and take it with us, so it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful night, and we've got the youth group in here with us tonight, so they're, they're going to have a good time, all right? Tell you what, these kids, they love the Lord, all right? So they better not say amen louder than you adults. We'll see who's listening better. Come on. Right. Praise God. Well, let's stand up together tonight. We're going to open up the service by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America because we do believe that America is coming to Jesus, amen? No matter what it looks like, we walk by faith and not by sight. All right, let's say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. All right, well, let's get into some announcements here real quick and remind you of a few things that we've got going on. It has been an absolutely incredible Christmas season. Uh, I was looking back at all the events and different church parties we had. It was a very busy December, and uh, it was just awesome to see uh, God doing so many great things. But we got a few reminders for you here. First of all, if you did not get your 2022 High Desert Word Center calendar, you need to get it. We have those available for free, and uh, we want to make sure you get that. That's our gift to everybody uh, this Christmas season, so go ahead, and if you didn't get one, make sure you stop by the info booth after service and get one, and also, uh, the High Desert Word Center bookstore is offering 30% off of everything in there for the month of December. So basically, this is your last night, all right? You got to do it tonight or it ain't going to happen, all right? So if you want to get, uh, of course, awesome books and other faith-based materials, tonight's the last night to take advantage of that special. Are there any men in the house? I knew it. I knew you were here. I just, you were hiding, but you came out of hiding there. That's good. I like that. Um, so men, there's no men's meeting this Saturday. All right. So just letting you know, don't boo me off. No, it's okay. It's okay. 
uh, it's, it's New Year's Day, and I'm like, hey, you know what? It's all good. So no men's meeting this Saturday, but we will pick it up in February. And also want to remind you or uh, let you know that we will have a membership class coming up in January. And I know lots of new people once again. And so um, I don't have a date on that exactly yet, but it's going to be one of the last Sunday nights of uh, January, we will be doing another membership class. And so if you've never uh, been able to go through membership class yet and you've been here a while, well, hey, here's your chance. Let's get this done, okay? And also, maybe you're brand new and you're like, hey, you know what? I think this is it. Then go ahead and we will have a sign-up sheet out on that really, really soon so you can take advantage of that, all right? Well, who knows what time it is now? Yes, it is happy time. God loves a cheerful giver. If you need an envelope tonight, raise your hand and the ushers will get you one. And we are going to be opening up our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs 10. All right. Yeah. You feeling that? Feeling that? Proverbs chapter 10. And we're going to look here at verse 22. I'm going to be in the new King James Proverbs 10 and verse 22. And I love this verse because, uh, man, it's just, it's, it's spot on. And, and it goes against what the, the world tries to tell us. But check this out. Proverbs 10, verse 22 in the New King James, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Don't say that word in church. That's almost dirtier than a curtain. No, 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 no. Calm down. It's the Bible. Don't argue with the Bible. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, but here's the deal. And he adds no sorrow with it. I love that because there's a lot of people in this world. You look at them and it's like, yeah, man, that guy's rich. Yeah, but you know what? He's got a whole lot of sorrow to go with those riches. Man, I, th- this world, they're like, you can get rich, but you got to stab people in the back. You got to climb over the ladder to get, you got to do whatever it takes to get money. And that's not how it works in God's kingdom. If you get the blessing of the Lord, yeah. It'll it'll make one rich. God will supply all your needs. He will give you the desires of your heart. But the best part of all that is he adds no sorrow with it. Say that with me tonight. No sorrow with it. Say it one more time so I can feel it. No sorrow with it. Give the Lord some praise tonight. Come on. Yes. The blessing of the Lord. And so as we do our tithes and our offerings tonight, you better know that as you're doing things God's way, you are opening up the doorway for the blessing of the Lord through your obedience. Let's go ahead and stand up together tonight. We're going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings because we do everything by faith around here. Amen. Amen. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive Jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. Feel free to join us at the altar as we worship for the last service of 2021. 
let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. Storm, you'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things, and I know you will do it again. Your promise is yes and amen. You will do great things. God, you do great things. Oh, the grave, you free every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh God, you have done great things. Above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. Let's sing that again. Hallelujah, God, above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things, you've done great things. Hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken the light. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh God, you have done great things. One more time, let's sing. Above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. You've done great things.
Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. You have done great things. God, you do great things. It's your breath 
receive the faith from your word in how to live right every day of their lives till they go to heaven. And Lord, as we close out 2021 and begins 2022, I want to thank you that everyone's going to see tonight that they can have a clean, fresh start with you, a clean, fresh start in life. And Lord, it's not New Year's resolutions that count. It's heart commitments to you that count. And I want to thank you tonight that all the people that you have me influencing are going to purpose to make that commitment to you. They'll do their best to live for you every day. And if they miss it, they won't backslide. They'll just get over it, repent, hook right back up and keep doing what you call them to do. Thank you, Jesus, for awesome things in people's lives tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Didn't scare you away before we got started, did I? 
<laughs> Amen. Well, I'm glad to see we have a lot of young people tonight because they're fresh in school. And if some of the older people need to learn how to take notes again, you probably watch them. Uh, Miss Katie, have you got your, your group all set up their notebooks and pens and everything to take notes because they're ready to go? Amen. They probably got some electronic way to do it on iPads or old pads or on the pads or something. Paper tonight. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, tonight, tonight's a life-changing sermon, and uh, I, I do pray, not joking, that people take notes, and they go back and look it up again. Matter of fact, Pastor Dave last, asked me last week to teach her this night because I have in the past, and so I don't remember how I taught it in the past. I just know a couple days ago when I got time to sit down and ask the Lord how he wanted me to do this, man, he gave it to me in about five minutes. And it is really, really, really good. It To me, it's life-changing. Because that's what it's all about, is life-changing. And you know, uh, I, 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 as we were worshiping the Lord right there, I, I love the way this happens. We're worshiping. He always gives me something fresh to what we're getting ready to preach. Now get a hold of this. Is everybody listening? Got everybody's attention. How many know that the times we're living in, Big Brother's watching you? Well, you know what's good about that? The Lord told me why I was worshiping. He said, big brother's watching you because Jesus is our big brother. Our big brother is watching every move we make not to catch us. Now listen to this. This is a word from God, not to catch us, but to help us. Young people, get a hold of that. You know, I know that uh, I pray for young people at, at finals time, for test time for schools, and I get back report after report after report how good they did taking those finals because we prayed in faith for Jesus to be there to help them. And they do really good. Well, in our lives, we as Christians have to realize that Jesus was a big brother a long time for these goofy people who want to spy on us came along. And Jesus, I want to say that again so you get this, because a lot of Christians don't have this revelation of the love of God. Jesus is not watching you to try to catch you doing wrong. Jesus is watching you so if the devil's trying to suck you into doing wrong, Jesus wants to be there to help pick you up so you don't. Man, what a word that is. I can go home on that one myself. That was, that was good. I want to show you a book out of the bookstore. I'll see this come up there. What always precedes a major move of God, and I'm going to make reference to this when I'm preaching in a minute, but this is a book that, that Mrs. Pastor basically put together from my journals from the year 2000. And the Lord talked to me for an extended period of time then, back then about, about the days we're living in now. And I see things happening now. He talked to me about back then, 21 years ago. And so there's lots of these books still in the bookstore, so this is a good time to buy them. I don't know if this is under, Linda's not here, is she? Is this 30% off too on these probably, right? Okay, a few, yeah. 30% off on these two then for the, for the thing going on. But anyway, I'll, I'll talk about this book, and they're, they're really good things. And they will, really, I was thinking about it, they will help you kind of see how I'm wired, how me and Mrs. Pastor think, how God talks to us, and what we do. It'll, it'll help you maybe hook up more with the vision of the church for what he has for us to do. But uh, the title of the sermon tonight is, What Will Be Recorded in Your 2022 Annal? And somebody said, What's an annal? Well, I didn't know either until Jesus told me, so I'll tell you just a little bit. But this, this is going to help you. So what will be recorded in your 2022 annual? Open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 
<clears throat> verse 9 and 10. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. And, you know, my relationship with Jesus has always been my relationship with the Word. Jesus is the Word. And I could never preach a sermon unless I had a Bible open, lots of scriptures to share, and people follow along in the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus talking to us. And I always received the Word of God as Jesus talking to me personally. Whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, whatever it is, I always receive it as Jesus talking to me. And uh, I, I want to say it again. When I, when I wrote this sermon out a couple days ago, it's just how he gives it. So many times he gives it to me this way. I knew what the subject was I wanted to teach on. And he just flashed this right across my spiritual screen. Like you see something pop up on your, on your phone or something. This popped up. And so I wrote it out. And so this, this is for you that are sitting here. As for you that are watching out there, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, <clears throat> verse 9, verse 10. And, uh, you know, for people watching this in the future, you're watching this now. This, this is December 29th, 2021. And so anything after tonight will be future. You know, you might be watching this uh, the week after this. You might be watching it in the middle of the year or five years from now. But it's the Word of God. And it will always help you to do better for Jesus. Amen? And so verse 9, verse 10 says this, Wherefore we labor, well, how many know we're supposed to be working for Jesus? But we labor there, uh, that, 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 be, that means we, we, we make it our aim. It says, says we want to, uh, we labor that whether present or absent, we, be, we may be accepted of him. And if you got a New Living Translation something, it probably says well-pleasing to him. Now, does everybody want to be well-pleasing to Jesus? If there's anybody you want to please, it ought to be Jesus. And, you know, I know a long time ago I, uh, I made the decision I was going to be a Jesus pleaser before a man pleaser. And so I know all the times in my Christian life I've been backed into a corner to compromise my Christian faith, to have to try to lie my way out of something, or different things to try to be crooked with money or something like that or cheat somebody. I've always said no. I'm sticking with Jesus. And you think about it. He's big brother, and he's watching all the time anyway, and so when you choose to do right, you're going to get blessed. And you choose to compromise out of fear of man, you're going to get backed into a corner where you might have a hard time getting out anyway. That we may be pleasing to him. Now look at this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. You know, this is not like to have to appear before some judge and have some 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 lawyer that you slip money to or some crooked prosecutor or somebody you can give money to to pay it off so you don't have to appear before the judge. You can't get out of it. We are all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body or while in his body. We're a spirit being. We have a soul and we live in a physical body. And when we, when we die, our body stays, but our spirit goes. And so it says that Jesus is going to judge us for what we did while we still lived in the body. You know where we're living at today? In our body. So things we do today, things we do in 2022, we're going to be in our body. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight, about, about how to do the right things, but that everyone may receive things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. 
Good or bad? Say this to me. Say, I choose good. I choose to say no to bad and yes to good. Do you know that, do you know that your spirit man said that from inside? And your mind heard that? And your body heard that? And we control what goes on mainly by the words that we say that come out of our heart. And see what you did right then? You just made a faith confession over 2022 that you're going to be a person that chooses the good over the bad. And so Jesus cares about everything we're involved with and everything we do while on earth. You know, your job. I, I, I suspect that a good amount of you were Christians when you got your jobs and you prayed for your job. Now, raise your hand if you prayed for the job you got. A lot of you did. And do you know that Jesus cares enough for you that he blessed you with that job? He cares how you work on that job. He cares how people treat you on that job. Jesus cares about everything in your life. If you have recreational things you like to do, do you know that Jesus wants to be involved with that? He wants to be a part of that? You know, Jesus wants us, and we are, whether we know it or not, we're a witness everywhere we go. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said that we're like an open book read by all men. Our lives speak louder than our words to the world watching us. And so Jesus cares about everything we're involved with that we do on earth. Now I want you to go to Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. This is going to get gooder and gooder. And for the kids that are taking notes that are having trouble with English, don't put that on your paper like that. That's probably not the right way to say that. <laughs> That's the kind of cornball stuff that older guys do when they get older. They say things like that. But anyway... <clears throat> Revelation chapter 20, verse 12, says this. This, this, this. this is John talking about what an angel showed him about the end times and about spiritual things. And he says, this is in the future when things, are going to, when the things are wrapped up down here and we're in heaven. He said, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. The books were opened. You might not want to open your books down here, but when you get to heaven, you can't stop God from opening his books. The books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And every person that received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, he personally writes your name in the book of life. And he checks to see if your name's in there to get you into heaven or not. It's no... Uh, try to bribe St. Peter at the gate or any of that goofy jokes people make all the time. It's either your name's in the book or it's not. Esso says in the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. Judged by the things that are written in the books according to their works. And so Jesus cares so much about our lives on earth that he keeps record books on our activities. That could be kind of sobering, couldn't it? But you know, not saying this in a scary way. The gospel is good news, not scary news. And I love to be able to hear how God thinks, how he operates. I love to see how things work in the spiritual arena. 
We saw in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to stand before Jesus to give an account for what we did. And, of course, we know that Jesus, God, they have a perfect memory. But then right here it even says, not only do they have a perfect memory, but they keep record books of your life. You know, there used to be a show on that not very many people remember this in here. Uh, I can see a few faces remember. Remember the show back in the 50s? This is your life. Had they bring those people up there, they'd surprise them, have all their friends and everything up there, and they'd talk about scenes out of their life. Well, every one of us will stand in front of Jesus, and Jesus is going to say, Stacy, this is your life. He'll say, Greg, this is your life. And we're going to look at things. And so that's what we're talking about. We want to make sure that when he reads our book, it's not a funny book. Probably some of this generation don't know what funny books were. <laughs> anyway, that it's not going to be a horror story. It's not going to be a pornographic book. Not, I'm serious. It says Jesus is going to read the book of our life when we stand before him. Jamie, that's good news. <laughs> Amen. And so he keeps record books on our activities and that that's that 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 that's that's very very uh, serious if you really believe the Bible. Now here's what I'm getting back to that book I wrote. I remember in the fall of 2000 when Jesus was talking to me. I was pastoring in Martinsville, Indiana. He talked to me for an extended period of time, actually from the fall up to the winter time of that year. Every day, I, I had a really really serious time with him every day, and it wasn't just thoughts. It was him talking to me sitting with me. I, I filled up volumes and Mrs. Pastor wrote that book out of some of them. But anyway, during that extended period of time, we wrote that book, What Always Precedes the Major Move of God. He told me one day, he said this, he said, everything I've been doing in this ministry of Martinsville, Indiana, he said these words, it's recorded in the annals of heaven. And, you know, I was walking so, it was such an intimate relationship, I said, What's an animal? <laughs> I didn't know what an animal was. And so he had me look it up, and I looked it up again yesterday. An animal, an animal, it says in the dictionary, is a record of events year by year. A record of events year by year. And so I'd, I'd never heard of that. But then I see here in Revelation, the book of Revelation, says he opens the books. That's the annals of your life year by year. And sometimes, now listen to this, this helped me. And I told Mrs. Pastor this afternoon, I said, man, I've looked at that sermon again. I said, I'm preaching to me. I've hit me right between the eyes with this because it's really, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's encouraging as an awakening. But at the same time, if you've had some bad things in your years, this really, to me, this really helps. And so sometimes we have really great seasons of the year spiritually. And sometimes not so great. But like a business, we need to balance the books at the end of the year, start the new year with a clean slate. And you know, I think about I think about stuff that I learned in ministry. In ministry, we keep attendance records of how many people come to our services. That kind of helps us monitor are we growing, are we losing, are we staying the same? What kind what kind of ground are we gaining in the church? And we keep financial records. We keep records of what comes in, what goes out, so we know what's going on. 
and, and I learned this. And then, you know, even after all the years I was in ministry when Joshua hooked up with me, Joshua really helped me even more. Joshua was our financer guru. He's the guy that really knows how to balance books and do things, make them look right. That, you know what, if you look at the church books month by month, sometimes you get discouraged. But when you look at it year by year, that's when you get the real picture. And so I'm saying that to say this for you as Christians. Even if you're having a bad season during the year, if you're, if you're watching your walk with Jesus, by the time the year's over with, it'll balance out. And then Jesus will look at your life, look at your years, and uh, of course he knows everything going on, but he knows our hearts. He knows us. And so so many Christians will hit a bump in the road They'll have some times of being stupid. Stupid gets on them. And they yield to it. And because they don't know how to get right with God quick, they lose out on a bunch of time that could have been serving God. And all the people's lives they could have affected, they don't touch because they stayed stupid. You know, have, have you ever, and I know that a lot of you have, you go out sometimes, sometimes, I mean, when you get to be our age, if you're halfway smart, you get over stupid binges on credit cards and stuff. You come to find out you don't need everything you see. There's nobody you need to impress. Like Dave Ramsey says, I forget exactly how he says it. He said, why do you want to go in debt to buy a car to impress people who don't like you? And then you're paying for that car and they don't even like you. And so in our lives, <clears throat> sometimes you go on a money binge and you get in trouble and you pay for it for a while. Well, you know, it's just like somebody that uh, gets all, you know, the way they get rid of their anxiety, just go on an eating binge. They start gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight, then the heavier they get, they think, man, I'm just going to eat, 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 because I'm nervous, I'm nervous. No, you don't keep eating. You back off. You get back to eating right to get yourself back in shape. With your money, you get back to spending right to get back in shape. And so spiritually, if you get suckered into doing wrong, don't lay down there and waller in it. You get back up. You get cleaned up. You start serving again. And then by the time the year is over with, that God looks at your books and say, boy, John had a really good year this year. Amen. Amen. And you know, I, just, I, just, I can name every one of your faces and say the same thing. If you follow Jesus and do the things we're talking about tonight, do the things we really teach on every week, by the time God looks at your 2021, he's going to say, Julie, that was really a good year. You had an awesome year. High five, Julie. That's what he's going to say. And so for 2022, we're coming into a new year. And guess what your book's going to be? It's going to be what you decide you want in it. 2022 is not written yet because we're not there yet. But we're going to, have to successfully close out 2021 God's way and then realize this is behind us. And now I'm going to start writing on 2022. I'm writing the next chapter. I'd write in the journal for 2022. Amen. Does this help anybody? Do you see things in this, what I, what, I, what I hope you see? And so anyway, we need to balance the books at the end of the year and start the new year. And I'll get this, start the new year with a clean slate, a fresh start. This is a brand new year. This is clean. It's fresh. It's good. And so look at 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1, 9, 
And, and, you know, I'm just thinking about something I heard way back in about 1980, 1981. There was a, I, I was, actually I was up at Dr. Summerall's church, Lester Summerall's church in Indiana, and there was a former Hell's Angel. Anybody know what the Hell's Angels were? Or maybe they still are, I don't know. He was there, he was there, he, he was preaching, shared his testimony, and he held up his, held up his arm and he had a tattoo on there, and it was all covered over and had new ink on it. And he said, that tattoo used to say Born to Lose. That was their model. Hell's Angels had tattoos said Born to Lose. He had it all changed over and said, Born again to win. We were all pretty much born to lose. But if you're a born again Christian, you've been born again to win. And God's given us everything it takes to win. And so in closing out the books for 2021, 1 John 1.9 is such a good, good, good directive for doing that. If we confess our sins, not the president's sins, not your mate's sins, not your boss's sins, not your employee's sins, we all individually will stand before Jesus. And so he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse, cleanse, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means his blood wipes out the things you tell him about. And you know, I want to, I want, I want to say this to make sure that we understand it, that when done in faith, with a sincere heart, will give us a clean slate every time. See, we're not talking about we're not talking about confession of sin is a license to sin more. Confession of sin is a Christian. That's a real Christian. That's a Christian that lives for Jesus. A Christian that you know they used to have the old saying that about about president stuff like that. Well, he puts his pants on the same way you do. He gets up just like you do. Well, Christians are human beings that are not perfect people that know they need a Savior to help them live this life in a good way and know they need a Savior to be able to go to heaven when they die. A Christian is a person that knows without him, I lose. With him, I can win. And so a real Christian, when they sin and fall into sin, they are sincerely sorry. They're not, they're, now listen, they're not like politicians. I haven't seen very many politicians that you can tell they're really sorry. They're sorry they got caught. So they say they're sorry, and they say this. Well, if I offended anybody, duh, you offended a lot of people, sir. Ma'am, you offended a lot of people. They caught you lying. They caught you cheating. They caught you the one that calls them racist. They caught you saying racist things. And if I offended anybody, no. They were sorry because they got caught. Christians, when they do wrong, whether it's to people or other things, Christians, because of what's in their heart, can say, number one, Jesus asked you to forgive me. And then if it's Sabrina that was involved, they talked about Sabrina, they don't say, Sabrina, if I offended you, they say, Sabrina, I am sorry I offended you. I did you wrong. I want to tell you, will you please forgive me? I did you wrong. It's not, well, if I offended you, 
Duh. No, you see what I'm saying? That's what Bible repentance is. It's not saying, well, God, uh, just in case you're real and you really did catch me, if I did wrong, now listen, I already got it planned out. I'm going to meet her again Friday night at 9 o'clock at the same place. But if it was wrong last time, forgive me because I want to go in and clean Friday night. So I can ask you again on Sunday to forgive me again. That's not the way it works, guys. I'm doing better preaching than you are shouting. And so I want to say it again. To get a clean slate, you're a Christian. Now we know that we have two enemies we're dealing with on earth, the flesh and the devil. And the devil will take advantage of the weakness of the flesh so many times and entice Christians to do things they don't want to do. <clears throat> as soon as they come to their senses, a real Christian says, Oh, Jesus, 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 what did I do? I can't believe I fell for that again. Oh, Lord, Lord, I confess that I did it again. I ask you to forgive me. And I want you to look at this again. It says he's, he's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That cleanse us means to cleanse us from sin consciousness. Cleanse us from sin consciousness. If you go around all the time feeling guilty, your prayer life stinks. You cannot pray in faith if you think God's mad at you. And so he cleanses us from sin consciousness. And sin consciousness is when you all the time remember what you did in the past and you're repenting every day for the same thing, although you're not doing it, but you always feel guilty about it. So you all have over and over and over and over again going back to him like that. He said, I'll clean your slate. And to be able to come into 2022 with a heart full of faith on the right road to have that journal, that annal of heaven of your life written right, you've got to come in clean. And so he told me back in that, matter of fact, back in the year 2000, he's telling me all those things. He said this, it's going to be on the screen there. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a Bible fact. It's a fact. We do our part, and Jesus always does his part. I want to say that again. It says he is faithful to forgive us if we confess it. And so if you're waiting for a feeling, you're probably never going to get it. You know, you think about, you think about a parent-child relationship. If your child does wrong and your child says, Mommy, Daddy, I know what I did was wrong. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? You're not going to hold it over their head. When you say, honey, I know those people tricked you. I know, I know that you really weren't prepared for that part of the world yet. And you got out there and they pulled you into that. Yes, I forgive you. I'm going to help you. Well, then your child doesn't have to keep coming back every day. Mommy, did you really mean that? I'm sorry. Mommy, did you mean that? Yeah, you meant it. That's your child. You love them. When God says he's faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you, he meant it. You don't have to wait for a feeling. You don't have to wait for three witnesses. <clears throat> you got one witness right here, Jesus. Amen. And so, and so... We can begin in 2022 with a new book, and we are in charge of what's written in it. You are in charge of what's going to be written in your book. Now, uh, I didn't come up with this, but I saw it the other day. I really like it. 
A mistake repeated over and over again is called a decision. It's not a mistake if it's a lifestyle. It's a decision. And so if we can make the decision to do the same dumb thing over and over again, we can make the decision to do the right thing. Amen? Amen. We can make a quality decision. So we must on purpose, with God's help, choose how we want our book in 2022 to read. And, you know, to me, I don't know about you, because he gave it to me to preach to you. Boy, this has hit me right between my spiritual heart. I think, wow, here I am coming to a new year, and I'm going to be in control of what's in that book. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. That's exciting. Say, that's exciting. Amen. Now, I want to go to Philippians chapter 3. Verse 13 and 14. And we're going to show you how to say goodbye to 2021 and how to approach 2022 so you don't have to be a loser. I'll tell you what. I, 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 years ago, I got tired of losing in life, and I knew what to do to win. And I've, 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 had, I've had more wins than losses for years. And, you know, I think about the books again, Profits and Gains. I've learned how to profit. In life, I'd rather have profits than gains. And so Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or got a hold of, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, those things ahead of me, I press toward the mark or the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, as a born-again Christian, you've got a high calling to God on your life. may not be being a preacher, but as God's son or daughter, there's people you can preach to. There's people your life's going to witness to. That's a very high calling. We, we hold people's future in our hands spiritually in how we relate to them as Christians, what they see in our lives as Christians. And so this in this... In these two verses right here, he tells us what to do. He said, forgetting those things which are behind. If you focus on 2021, it's going to be hard to reach forth to what Jesus has for you in 2022. And by that, that could be good things or bad things. You know, I think about, especially some of those older people. We've got to guard ourselves that we don't talk about the good old days. And you younger people, you got to guard yourself. You don't try to live in the past of how good it was. As Christians, as Christians, we can tell how good 2022 is going to be by the choices we make today. And also, if the past was really horrible and bad, why would you want to keep on living in a nightmare by bringing it up and talking about it every day? Amen. And so Paul said, I like this. You know, you look at a man that wrote two-thirds New Testament. He said, here's one thing I do. Wow, Paul, what's one thing you do? I want to do it too because you were a winner. He said, I forget the past. He said, I go on. He said, I look at what's ahead of me for the next year. If you don't like the job you have now, do your best, and you start speaking out the kind of job you want God to give you. 
If you don't like how your health was in 2021, then you start speaking from the Word of God verses and what you want your health to be in 2022. If you don't like your relationships with family members or people you work with, don't hang out there in your mind and with your mouth. You start speaking what you want. Amen. Is this, is this resonating with anybody, what I'm saying? Paul said, there's one thing I do. He said, I forget the past. He said, I'm pressing forwards toward the goal. What my goal is, is this, from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I want to live a life well-pleasing to him. My goal is, when I stand up there, and Jesus starts opening my books, he says, 2021, 2022. Oh, I see 2018. You had a rough year, Pastor. 2018, I'll go through chemotherapy, cancer, heart attack. He says, you, have a rough, you had a rough year, but you won. He said, I see the end of 2018. It says, you won. They said, no cancer. And by the way, that cancer not remission. That cancer was destroyed by the Spirit of God. Amen. I don't go for remission. The Bible doesn't say anything about remission, except remission of sins. The Bible talks about healing. Amen. So I'm going to say what the Bible says. I was healed. You see what I'm saying? He's going to look at those books there, and he's going year by year. And so Paul said, as going towards the mark, and so let me tell you what I believe would make a good book for every believer uh, for 2022 to be read by Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, this came out of my spirit. I told Mrs. Pastor, I said, man, he broadcast, broadcast these next words to me. And so I wrote them in capital letters. Now, look at this. Here's what I want in my book. And I pray this is what you want in your book. Number one, stay saved. Man, forget those lofty goals. You put all those goals out there you want to, but your number one goal ought to be stay saved. Would that be great for Jesus to read the book for 2022 and say, wow, this year wasn't like her past years. She stayed saved all year. Wow, this is the best year he ever had. He didn't backslide one time this year. What a goal. I want that in my book. How about you? Stay saved. Live like you're a Christian every day in every situation. The Holy Ghost gave that to me for you and for me. In every situation, live like a Christian. Stay faithful in church attendance every month. Now listen, Mrs. Pastor wanted me to change that when she was printing this out for me for the PowerPoint. She said, do you want me to say every week? I said, no. I said, we're not even faithful every week sometimes when things are going on. We are there all the time. And in these annals, he's looking at the overall picture. And so sometimes we know in the times we live in, sometimes there's things that take you out of town for kids' events. Sometimes there's job things that pull you away. And so if it's a legalistic thing that you go up for stars on your calendar for every week you made every service, you're going to feel guilty because you didn't do it. But you could set this goal for your book to read when Jesus looks at 2022. She was faithful. She was faithful in church attendance. Didn't say she got a perfect star, so she got the Bible at the end of the year. But we'll give you a good deal, 30% off right now. <laughs> but stay faithful. And then also, stay faithful. Now listen to this. 
This, this, this is very real. You know, some of these things my mind couldn't have thought of. But here's the way the Lord said it. Stay faithful to what Jesus has gifted and called you to do in church and in the secular world. And in the secular world. You know, in church you serve here, unless, unless you're one of the main preachers, uh, you're, not, you're not a minister here, although you serve. But do you know that you have a ministry on your job? What you're called to do? You know, I just, you know, I look at the faces of all the ones I really know about your lives. Some of you are in business. Some of you are bosses. Some of you are employees. Uh, some, you know, you're all different things there. And all the ones that here that I know that are dedicated Christians, you know your job, your business, what you do is a ministry. And you know God has gifted you to be that mechanic. God has gifted you to do the nails. God's gifted you to do the hair. God's gifted you to sell houses. God's gifted you to whatever you're doing. He's gifted you. And so because he's gifted you, be faithful in that. Be faithful in what he put your heart to do in the church. Whatever it is. You know, there's so many of you do so many things in church. I don't even know now because Pastor Dave and Katie run it. Or Pastor Katie, excuse me. Hard to retrain in my mind. But no, what I'm saying is this. They didn't call you. Jesus did. And so be faithful. In 2022, in the book, when Jesus reads the book, what he would read your book and say, Desiree was faithful to minister to those people at Home Depot. Desiree was faithful to her employer. Desiree was faithful at her church. Desiree was the wife she was supposed to be. Desiree was the mother she was supposed to be. Desiree was all these things God called. That's what I want in my book. Amen. That's what I want. So the book's going to be open. Then also, uh, stay faithful with tithes and offerings. Stay faithful with tithes and offerings. And you know, I think about that. Jesus watches everything in our lives. We just want to be faithful. And sometimes if we're not perfect, at least stay faithful. Just keep doing what God told you to do. And listen to this. Be quick to repent if you sin or begin to backslide. Amen. And I always like to say it this way. If you can backslide, you can front slide. And I always think about somebody playing baseball or softball, sliding into home plate. Come home, slide in. Man, whatever you got to do to get here, get here. Slide back in. And then be quick to forgive others that wrong you. Be quick to forgive others that wrong you. That's a biggie. But anyway, that's what needs to be in the books. When Jesus reads your book, Jesus didn't look and say, and look at, and you'll be able to say, Lawrence, I saw you really had a great chance to be offended, but I saw how quick you forgave him, Lawrence. He says, I'm so proud of you, son. You forgave and you moved on, and that's what's in the book. But wouldn't it be a terrible thing to get up there and say, man, man, you're a sour puss. Man, I can't believe how long you held on to that. They ate your Twinkie when you was in the first grade, and you never talked to him again the rest of your life? And you lived that many years, and you always held that twinkie between you and your prayer life? You know, there's people that are that dumb about little things in life, have nothing to do with anything, and they hold on to things for years. Well, said he'll talk to us about things we've done, whether good or bad. Now, uh, Romans 4.17, this will be where we're 
heading down the home stretch right now to close this thing with communion. But I want you to see this. Romans 4.17 is a verse that some of you may not be familiar about because we don't, I don't think we preached from this one for a while. But Romans 4.17, for us to be able to have in our 2022 annual journal record book what we want there, Romans 4.17 shows us how to start that process. We're closing out 2021 by communion and putting everything under the blood of Jesus for a clean slate. I want to tell you this, when we take communion, don't wait for a filling. Just know Jesus said, I forgave. And you're clean. And then Romans 4.17. I want you to look at the last part of this. And Romans 4 talks about Abraham, calls him the father of our faith, not only for Jewish people, but for Christians. He's the father of faith. It says, he quickens the dead, gives life to the dead. And look at this phrase right here. He calls those things which be not as though they were. He calls those things which be not as though they were. That's why sometimes people that don't know Christians that are acting on the word of God don't know why we're saying the things we're saying. I called myself healed of cancer when my body was full of cancer. I didn't call those things that were as though they were going to stay the same. I called those things that were to be what God wanted them to be. I called myself healed. And, you know, if you were all around me, I kept saying, the doctor's going to look at the microscope and they're going to say, what's 1 Peter 2.24? I just simply say, by Jesus' stripes, Bertie was healed. And so what did I say for that year? I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. What does Philippians 4.19 say? For tithers and givers, my God shall supply all of my need. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so we as Christians that understand the Bible, we say our bills are paid in Jesus' name. Of course, we're doing our part. We call ourselves debt free. We're not going out and splurging and buying things we can't pay for. And so we call ourselves debt free. We call ourselves healed. We call our kids serving God. Even what everybody can see, obviously they're not, but we say they are because it said, train them up the way they should go with the old and unpart from it. We call our kids serving God. We call our marriages blessed. We call our jobs blessed. And so that's called those things, but as though they were, if God says it, then we agree with God. You see what I'm saying? And you got to be cautious sometimes talking in front of wrong people that think you're totally squirrely because they have no idea what you're doing. But you, in your prayer life especially, and right other Christians, you say, you know what? God said that job's mine. So I'm saying in the name of Jesus, I got my job. Oh, really? When did you start? They don't even know I exist yet. But I'm going to get that job. God put it in my heart, so I'm going to call that job in. That job is mine in Jesus' name. And so that's what calling those things to be not as though they were is all about. And so just as a business has projections for the new year, you know, our church has a church board. At our church board, our annual meeting in January, we have to project what we expect the finances to be in the church for the coming year. We have to project what we think we're going to spend on projects. We have to project about attendance growth and different things we have to project so we call those things in. We start calling those things in on paper and businesses project what they expect to grow and what they expect to do in the new year. And so 
We as Christians, now get this, this is stuff the Holy Ghost gave me. We as Christians call this prophesying over our life. We prophesy our future for next year. We call those things to be not as though they were for next year. You know, if you've been a person <clears throat> that struggled with staying faithful to church, you can start saying, and we're going to do this in communion time. You're going to do it individually. We say, in the name of Jesus, Father, my book is going to be recorded. I stayed faithful in church attendance in 2022. I stayed faithful on my job in 2022. I stayed faithful in bringing 10% tithe to the storehouse in 2022. I stayed faithful. Whatever it is you've struggled with in 2021, you put it under the blood, and then for 2022, starting tonight, you project, you prophesy, call those things be not as though they were. In 2022, I never lost my temper. I never blew up at anybody. In 2022, in 2022, I treated people with the love of God. Well, it's not 2022 yet. Well, Abraham, when you know that story there, Abraham, uh, his wife wasn't pregnant yet. But he said, I'm a father of many nations. Well, how can you say that? The old woman's 90 years old. You're 100. He said, well, I am because God said I am. And so I'm saying, as we begin to speak this new year into existence for what we want in our 2022 annual, you personally can talk to God. And then during this season, while you got time between here and next year, if you don't do it, get a journal and write down what it is you want in his records that he's keeping. And so anyway, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get the communion elements. And then when we do, you can stay up here at the altar if you so, so desire, or back to your seat. But we're going to take just a little bit of time, and I'm not going to lead you any prayers or confessions, anything like that. You, between you and Jesus, because this is so real, I want you, when you get the communion elements, hold those in your hands, or however you're going to do it, and then you talk to him and say, Jesus, all the stuff in 2021, if there's anything you need to talk to him about, say, Lord, I ask you to forgive me for that. I ask you to clean my slate, Jesus. And now I see, <clears throat> as I'm coming into 2022, just like I buy a new journal all the time, say, Lord, in my journal, in my annual for 2022, I'm starting on page one, and here's what I want recorded for this year. And then you speak those things out, and the things of your life that have been failures and weaknesses, you speak positive things about those. Say, Lord, this is what's going to be this year. I'm not going to be a church hopper. I'm not going to be a God robber. I'm not going to be a hater. Politics is not going to consume my life. Jesus, you're going to consume my life. Amen. Well, let's come up and get the elements. You guys know the routine. Just get up, start, come up and get them. And, you know, a little different kind of service. But we are, we are in Jesus' name, going to close out this past year right. And 2022, I'd like to say it this way, the best is yet to come. 2022 is going to be the best year of my life so far.
uh, now here's what I want you to do. <clears throat> Listen to me. Close your eyes. <clears throat> Get a picture of Jesus sitting in heaven, not as somebody that's against you, but totally for you. Get a picture of Jesus and hold his hand out with his blood on it. Look at your record book of 2021. And if you had things this year that you're ashamed of, and maybe you've already asked forgiveness, and just been hounded, got this thing over and over again, that man, what a loser, what a loser, no good, no good. Confess that to him now. And as you have your eyes closed with the eyes of your spirit, see Jesus taking that slate and wipe, wiping the sin off, wiping the, wiping the failures off, wiping the mistakes off, wiping the ugly words off, whatever it is, whatever it is that was not good you didn't like, just see Jesus as you confess it to him, washing that away. And then look at a new book open, it says 2022 on the cover, and open up the first page, and January 1 is blank. And then look all the way through that book and imagine to December 31st of 2022, a whole book is blank. And then talking to Jesus from your heart, say, Jesus, this is what will be in my book in 2022. And whatever the failures were, whatever the desires are, those things that you want to accomplish for the kingdom of God, add in your personal life. And we're not talking about resolutions. We're not talking about natural goals that the world would have, although you could have goals. We're talking about when you stand in front of Jesus and he opens his book of 2022, he could care less how many new cars you bought in 2022 when you stand in front of him. He could care less how many video games you won. He's going to care what did you do to live a Christian life in 2022. And so... Just close your eyes. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to talk to him too. And get rid of the ugly stuff. Cleanse clean. And start January 1 to December 31st. And just say what you want this year to be. everybody getting the job done? Are you seeing your new book coming in? Now, let me ask you this. Do you really see a clean slate, a 
this year is washed away by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Do you really see that you are the author of this new book? And I want to say it again. The same mistake over and over again is not a mistake, it's a decision. So the decision made tonight that we're going to live what we said. And if, if we fall off the spiritual wagon, don't lay down, get run over, jump up, repent, get back on. Amen. Well, let's receive this together now then. It says that Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. But given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus. You paid the price. You died for our sins. You hung on the cross. You died. You were buried. You were resurrected. You're at the right hand of God right now, interceding for us. Pray for us individually. You know the number of every hair on our head. You know when we lay down. You know when we get up. You know everything about us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're in our corner. You're rooting for us. You're helping us. And Lord, you're not look. You're not watching to see what we do wrong. You're watching to see what we do right to help us do better. We thank you, Jesus. After the same manner, also he took the cup with sup saying. This cup is the New Testament, my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we don't understand everything with our natural minds, how spiritual things work. Lord, we don't understand how when a person says, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me, I want to be, I, I, I want to be your child. Lord, we don't understand what happens, but your word says we instantly become a new creature in Christ. We're born again. And Lord, I know tonight, as we as individuals talk to you in our personal relationship with you, any cleansing needed done, Lord, it's clean. We got a fresh start. We're not dirty. We're not tainted. Lord, we're not corrupted. We're clean. We're holy. We're righteous. We belong to you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. We can start off clean. And Father, I say in the name of Jesus, every one of us making this commitment, this faith confession to you, Lord, in 2022, everything may not go perfect. Everything may not be exactly what we want it to be. But Lord, I know the one stable thing that can be, we can be all we can be for you. Lord, we make that commitment. We're going to serve you. We're going to stay saved. We're going to stay faithful. And Lord, if we miss it, we're going to be quick to say, Jesus, help, forgive me, let's go. Lord, we thank you for that. Father, we just declare in the name of Jesus, 2021 is history. 2022 is starting new history, Lord. And we just want to thank you in the name of Jesus that we're not going to have one loser here. Everyone's a winner in you, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you can shout. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Pastor Dave, I'll let you give me any kind of instruction stuff you got to do, but I'm, I'm done. I pray that blessed you like it did me. I tell you, I preached myself happy.
Hallelujah. Who's ready for a brand new year in here tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We'll take a few minutes here. I know we've gone a little bit later than we normally do, but if you are here and you need prayer, we will make that available uh, here briefly. So I'm going to ask Josh to lead us in in one final worship song, have our prayer team uh, come on up. and, uh, And if you need prayer, come quickly, and we'd like to lay hands on you, whatever it is you may need, and we will agree in faith for you. So let's take just a minute here. Amen.
We got a lot of ministry going on at the altar tonight, so uh, we'll, we'll be respectful and honor that. Um, I know some of you may have to head out, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, say a prayer over you, and if you need to take off, take off. That's fine, and if you want to stick around, stick around. That's fine. Just uh, let's we'll uh, be respectful and reverent for everything going on up here tonight. But what a great way to close out 2021 spiritually. We may have a day or two left in this year, but spiritually we've got things on the right track. And I know that 22 is the best year yet. Amen. All right, let's go ahead. Raise your hands tonight. We're going to pray. The Apostle Paul said that men everywhere ought to raise their hands in holy prayer. So I go along with what he said. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for what we've heard out of your word tonight. And Lord, just like Paul said in Philippians 3, Lord, hey, we're we're leaving the past behind. We're looking forward to what lies ahead. And we thank you, Lord, that our best days are yet to come. And 2022 is going to be an incredible, off-the-charts, incredible, awesome, blessed, anointed year, the best year we've ever had yet. We thank you and we praise you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen tonight. Amen. All right. Well, I'm going to lead us in our Barstow Faith Confession. It would just be wrong to not end our final service of the year without doing that. So let's say this together. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love joy and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved in Jesus name. Amen. All right, everybody. We will see you Sunday. Don't miss